everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. And there she is, my daughter, my lovely daughter. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm doing pretty good. We're, uh, we're here for the Invested Podcast, and uh, that's where we're discussing Warren Buffett strategy, Warren Buffett strategy and tactics. How the Ooh. best investors in the world, in my opinion, um, do what they do. So I like moving into strategy and tactics because we've spent mm. like seven years talking about the nuts and bolts and maybe we'll spend the next seven years talking about strategy and tactics. I'm into that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's kind of where like the art comes in. Less science, more art, which is, I think, what we've been Man. talking about in this series on what I'm calling now the weather matrix. I don't know if you like that name. I think it's great. It's okay. a really cool idea. Weather matrix. Yeah. Well, I like it just fine. So for everybody who hasn't started at the beginning of the, the weather episodes that we've done, we've been talking about how when you're researching a company or maybe an industry or whatever, some area, there comes a point where that circle of competence that has led me to feel confident in reading and able to understand it and um, start to develop opinions about the moat and run the numbers, et cetera, look at the people running the company. There comes a point where I then usually go, wait a second, I need to know more about what's around this company. What countries it in what stock exchange is it on what's yeah. its closest competitors what kind of company did it used to be what is its industry going to be like in the future what's its currency just all these sort of what i would consider to be outside of that circle focused on the just the company types of questions and pieces of information and that feels enormous I'm going to rephrase. Well, that's, that's why we're talking about, that's why we're using the word weather, right? It's because it's the weather right. that this company is functioning in. Is it functioning in a sunny skies? Is it functioning in a tornado? What, yeah. What's going on all around this company? Exactly. That's, that's why we're, we're calling it the weather. Which is And to rephrase, good, good. I think it it is enormous. It's not just that it feels enormous. It is enormous. Like I could spend a lifetime learning enough to understand in every single possible permutation, a given company, but none of us can do that. Even people for whom this is their job. So I don't know if you could spend a lifetime. That's a bit of a stretch there, lady. It's a mega I mean, it might stretch. Feel like that just but because you think sort it of out. Like, mm, there's so much to learn. Yeah, but right? think it out. Because think I it mean, out. Some, but here's the thing: thinking it out means where do you draw the line? That'd be the first thing. Where do you draw the line? And the line is your circle of competence. That's yes. the line. But can and I just so explain why to... I said that? Okay, go. Okay. Because it's exactly about drawing the line. And the reason I do, it, yes, it's somewhat hyperbolic to say like you could spend a lifetime. But the full explanation is to understand Google, I might need to know about every single other company in the world. 
I need to know about the currencies. I need to know about the <laughs> economics. I need to know how the computer started. I need to know wait, what people wait, wait, used wait, to wait, use. Wait, wait I, a second. It's insane, right? But like, it starts to feel like that. So no. then you say the obvious line is don't do that. And that's ridiculous. And then, okay, so let's like draw, draw the line back to tech companies, tech companies in America that are multinational, those sorts of things. And that's where the lines start to get drawn. Well, right? like, fair, fair enough. And then let's just look at Google for a second and say, okay, if you have to learn about all the tech companies and all of what's going to happen in the future and the whole uh, future experience for artificial intelligence and exactly. where that's going and is that going to break, then for most people, that's too hard. Exactly. And in fact, Warren Buffett draws a circle around or basically builds a wall cutting off all of the tech companies almost without exception. Just no tech company. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's because too those are too hard. Yeah, too hard. Mm -hmm. Too unpredictable. So, which is, you're making a good point because we have to start someplace and starting someplace, as you say, could feel like, oh, 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 no matter where I start, I have to learn the whole world and that's too much, so I'm not going to be an investor. But and, and in fact, I know that sounds crazy to you, but to people who are not investors, that is how it feels. Yeah, it does 100%. Like yes. But look at how you fix that. Start with a laundromat in your local town, okay? Mm -hmm. Start with that. Start with a lemonade stand. Start mm -hmm. with something so small that you can get your head around it. I mean, if, yeah, exactly. if a public company is too big to start with, then don't start with a public company. Start with, okay, you know, my business is going to be to buy a Porsche car and then rent it at the track through the Joseph Corso company because he's looking for cars to rent. And Joe will pay me 50% of whatever he gets for it. And he's getting $3,000 a day. And I can What a universal what example. My, no, I'm, I'm narrowing down the world to this. It's exactly the opposite of what you just said. I know. But a universal know. example would be the worst possible thing you could do. What you want is the smallest possible thing you can do. Yes. And yes. if you don't yeah. do that, you can get screwed getting hung up in, oh my God, I have to learn the world. But how yeah. hard is it to learn about what's the world of Porsche car rentals look like? At the track, at two tracks, Barber and Road Atlanta. Two tracks, one company doing it, no competition, renting a car, could that be a good business? And so you- Totally. There you go. Right on. So then you learn the weather. What's the weather right. like for this? Right. Well, it's sunny from about April till November, literally. <laughs> and that's when everybody's racing their cars. So the first thing you need to know is this is not a year round deal. <laughs> okay. Or, okay. I mean, just think of the different businesses people have. What about the guy that rents his farm out at Sturgis, South, South uh, Dakota every year to all these bikers who come out there and he's got a two week business. That's it. 
His moat is his location. Like he rents it for parking or camping or something? Yeah, for camping, for concerts, and for all of the the commercial stuff that goes on. Okay. Two-week business. Yeah. So, or if that's too hard, think about a business that involves just the house across the street that's for sale. Mm-hmm. And they're really, it's going through uh, a foreclosure and you could buy that at the right price. That might be a really good business. Mm-hmm. So you start with just narrow it down to a place where you can understand a few critical things, a few I tiny think critical things. That house example, which is perfect for starting to learn investing, is actually also perfect for thinking about the weather I think because we haven't mentioned that example before and I hadn't really thought about it but because it's so familiar to most people the concept of buying a house even if you haven't done it you can understand okay like like we talk about the moat and stuff of a house like the neighborhood the town the schools um those all contribute to uh to the moat to the weather but they also contribute to the weather exactly and for and for a lot of people buying a house is really scary because they feel they can't predict how that's going to go in the future and so i think it's actually a really great case study to get comfortable finding the line of the weather which is essentially what we're talking about with the matrix and all of our examples right like when do you stop researching the weather um, I, I think you've really hit on something here yeah. honestly if people are intimidated and afraid of being able to understand the environment the weather that this house is in in your own neighborhood in mm-hmm. your own town mm-hmm. stock investing is not for you <laughs> you you will not be happy doing this oh <laughs> it's investing in companies is more difficult than investing in a house across the street. Yeah, it definitely absolutely is. The, the, the number of things you need to know about that house across the street are very limited because, I mean, for example, we need to know about the management of a company. We need to know about the moat of a company and we need to understand the weather that this company's in. Okay, well, the weather that company's in is your neighborhood. If you can't mm-hmm. figure out whether that's going to be good in 20 years or not, you know, is there any neighborhood you could figure that out about? Exactly. All I right. think that's the, that's the next logical question. Is there any neighborhood that would be something you feel confident enough in predicting that you would make an investment? There you go. And the way that, from personal experience, the way that I got there is by doing it is by practicing the the process of going through the investment which is why I wrote the book so that everybody else could follow along more easily than on this podcast right on and right on I think like the first time it's terrifying the second time it's terrifying the third time it starts to feel a little bit like hey I've done this before this is there's a lot of similarities I'm seeing same things pop up and that's how the emotional comfort gets built. Um, And I think that process is really important. So in a lot of ways, 
like this conversation about going through the weather is part of that in a way that we haven't really gotten explicitly into before. Oh, it's, it's a really, really interesting process. When we, we were talking about the matrix, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if you, what you're looking for is um, a company that you understand well and one which is on sale. So that's what we would call the the uh, the buy box or whatever you call that, the buy quadrant. Or as a so way to decide high. when to put more time into a certain area, right? Yeah, really what you, really essentially if you're looking and saying, all right, I've got an area of my life, in this case, my community I live in, mm-hmm. that I have a very high understanding of. Mm-hmm. I know the schools are good. I know the taxes are low. I know it's good political environment, low crime, and people are moving into this neighborhood. It's probably going right. to be good for many, many years into the future. That's the weather that this house is in. Yeah. And then, so I've got a very high understanding of that, which is one side of the matrix. And then the other side is uh, the value of, of this house is quite high relative to the price of the house. That is, for mm-hmm. one reason or another, these people are bailing out on this house. Let's say it's a really older person whose wife had already died and he's too old and moving to an assisted living home. His kids don't help him at all. The place is very run down. It needs a new roof. It needs paint. The grass needs mowing. It's got all of this sort of surface level problems mm-hmm. that is preventing it from getting a normal price in the market. Mm-hmm. But the um, dirt is good. But the dirt is good. It's a good location. I mean, yeah. it's right across the street from me. I mean, I like where I live. It's, you know, it's right across from me. So <laughs> I think the weather here is really good and the value relative to the price is really high. And that's high value, or rather high, basically on sale. And I understand the business. So this, is, this area of the matrix is, that's where we want to stay. That's where we want to buy stuff. We're going to, we're buyers when we see that. So the game that we're playing as Well, an and we want to put more time into it, right? Like this isn't well, a matrix of more buy or not it. buy. This is a matrix of understand the weather, interested in know what is this a matrix of? Of knowing more about the weather. <laughs> well, we're on a continuum from very low understanding to very high understanding, okay? Can you go through the matrix so, just quickly? Just sure. for people who don't have it in front of them. So think about this box, and it's divided into four other boxes, right? It's got a line down the middle and a line a line vertically and a line horizontally through the middle of it. So it's got four boxes. And then you'd label the left side of this thing the how really it's how well do I understand this? So it's called un, we'll call it understand it. And the upper part of that understanding label is high understanding and the lower part is low understanding. Is that, is that yeah, a picture? And, yeah, and this, I have written down its level of understanding currently, not ease yeah. of understanding. Because right. it's not, how it's easy it not is. about it's whether it's easy or hard. It's about no. my current level. Yep. Right? So on that continuum, sort of vertically, You've got very high understanding at the top and very low understanding at the bottom. 
right? So it's yeah. sort of like, okay, good. And then on the on the top, you have the value price ratio. So let's say that the value of the house is two times the price. It's two hundred thousand dollars for the house, and it's selling for a hundred thousand. So the it's two. the The value to price ratio would be two. Now, if the value of the house was a hundred thousand, selling for a hundred thousand, and the value to price ratio is one. And if the value of the house question. is fifty thousand, hold on. The value of the house is fifty thousand, and it's selling for a hundred thousand then the value price ratio is 0.5. So the higher the value point ratio, the better the deal. Make sense? So yeah, that can, that's does a continuum make sense. of very high to very low. And I have written down price divided by value, which I may have just Wrong. written wrongly. So you're saying it's yeah. value divided by price because then you get whole right. numbers, hopefully. Yeah, you get high, high going down to low. Yeah. So you want okay. high value to price ratio. So what that means is that you've, and then you've got these boxes that correspond with high, 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 low, low, high, and low, low. So very straightforward, easy to create little box. And what we want is we want to be in the box that's high, high. And we'd Just like it to be as high as possible. Right we'd like here. it to be in the far upper left-hand corner of the buy box. So to your point that there's, there can be work that goes on in, the, in this buy box, it's because we may not have as high an understanding of this business as we'd like to have. We're pretty high on it. Let's say we understand it pretty well. I see that Chipotle Mexican Grill has a value of $700 a share and it's selling for 250. It's got a three ratio. I mean, holy smokes, three to one ratio. That's a really high value to price. But I don't know if I understand it completely. I really like burritos. It's, it's, it's something I think I can understand a lot if I dig into it. I understand it plenty enough to know why people are going and get them because I love them and you know, there are lines around the block. So I'm going to put that in the buy box, but I, before I buy it, I'm going to get more information. Now, if I've, it just so happens that I got deep into Chipotle Mexican Grill back in 2005, and I wrote about it in Rule 1 in 2006, it came out, mm -hmm. and I sold it, and I bought it back years later. So I see that, oh man, Chipotle Mexican Grill has... Um, e. coli going on in some of the restaurants. The price is dropping like a brick and it lit me up. I'm like, oh, holy smokes, because I have a very high understanding of that business, having owned it. Yeah, is it, it's, it's so great when all the previous research just comes right? into play and you're like, it's almost like a gift of like, here it's is like something that you know all about. And you're like, this Here, is so easy. Have a fabulous return and make a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. And of course, what you do is what Warren Buffett says is you don't go outside when it's raining gold with a thimble. You go out with a bucket. You <laughs> load it up, right? So mm -hmm. that that says that there is a continuum around that, but it it is only a continuum relative to how high your high knowledge is. Say that again. That's very different. Okay, it's, it's a continuum of high level of knowledge. Like, I really know Chipotle Mexican Grill very well. Could I learn more about it? Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure, I could. 
but I already know it very well. How much more do I need to learn about it now in order to invest in it now compared to, let's say, five years ago? Yes. All right, I'm going to have to brush up. Yeah. Things might have changed dramatically. Who knows? Sure. Now, let's go to a different one. Let's go to Netflix for fun. So Netflix, I could say I have a relatively low understanding of. Okay. Yet Netflix got hammered when right after the COVID thing settled down, Mm -hmm. they didn't deliver on growing numbers of subscribers at the same time that Disney, Apple, uh, Google all started pushing to do their streaming and pouring billions into it. And the market bailed out on Netflix and it went from 680 down to about 200. Mm -hmm. So if there's nothing wrong with Netflix, look at that value price ratio right? The value might be 600. It's selling for 200. It's a three to one value price ratio. Okay. It's immediately in the high level of value price ratio part of this, of this matrix, but I'm very low in understanding. So now I'm in the study box. Yes. So I like that. The study box. box. Ooh. What we said before was lots of time, but maybe worth (laughs) it. You're right. We'll just call it study. I like study. Study is pretty cool. So to the point, the first thing I did was just check Amazon to see if there's any books written by the CEO or about the CEO. And sure enough, Reed Hastings had written a book all about Netflix. And I'm like, holy smokes, I've got the whole story right here in front of me in 200 pages. Mm -hmm. So immediately I start to study. And what I'm looking for there is, am I going to keep studying this or am I going to reject it as too hard? And as I started to study it, I started to realize this is not too hard. This is cool. I use Netflix all the time. I have some connection to it. I like it a lot. I like Reed Hastings a lot. I like the way they're running their company a lot. Very much of a, of a uh, meritocracy. It's magnificent meritocracy. And so um, I have a lot of interest in this and learning more about it because it's such a cutting edge, cool thing. Hmm. So the studying resulted in me, first off, I'm not rejecting this. And as my continuum goes from low toward high, I'm getting to where I can start to see I might be moving into the buy box. Continuum of level of understanding, moving from low to high. Starting to move up, right? So then I need to understand the weather. Okay, wow, the company looks really cool. Now I got to understand the weather it's in. What's Apple doing? Yeah. What's Google doing? I feel doing? like that's what we spent like five episodes talking about. We didn't call we it did. the weather we then. Did. But, but we basically, that's it. what we were talking about was the weather yeah. and how, yeah. that's a great example because it was, it was so difficult <laughs> to, I don't know, to know how much you needed to know. Incredibly difficult for me. I mean, yeah. I rejected it out of hand and you didn't. And you were no, right. It's, yeah, it's about a two and a half to one return right now after a couple of years. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Um, so there's your study side. So on but, the but, left but side of this, talk about that though, because is, like the weather is so mm-hmm. complicated around that company. How did you decide where to stop? Where's where was the line in that situation? Right. Um, so I have to confess that I'm 
aided by having some very smart analysts, mm-hmm. one of whom really, really, really dug into this thing deep and mm-hmm. guided me through and sort of, so I had that huge advantage on something that was, you know, might've gotten to be too hard or just, you know, just how much about this do I really think I can learn? Yeah. And, Cause and that, so, that's where I was for sure. Yeah. So I really got guided by, by Austin in particular and um, which allowed me to do something really amazing, which is I got to put forward all of these inversions about it, all the reasons mm-hmm. why it would be wrong to buy that company, which helped me understand it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I went through the process of, you know, here's here's a reason not to buy it. Here's another reason not to buy it. Here's another. And those reasons are usually very visible yeah. in the world where a company has had an event. There's all the haters out there, not long-term haters, but just using the term like, I hate this stock. They're out there pitching their book. Like, I, I here's all the reasons why I'm right. And anybody that buys this is crazy. Um, and so those are really quite fun to, to go through if you like the industry that you're looking at. And who, you know, really in a sense, who doesn't like the, the whole streaming world? I mean, it's really cool. It's completely oh, disrupting. It's fascinating. Everything. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's, it's going to change so much in the next 10 years. It is indeed. And what, what Austin showed me was that my biggest concern about all of these other companies was overblown um, primarily because they have a lot of other things going on. They are not solely focused on this mm-hmm. market the way Netflix is. And as a result, um, they are going to have to respond with their streaming companies, with their streaming, uh, what, subsidiary, to the overall profitability of the company. They can't just go out there and lose money on this thing. And Netflix had a 10-year head start. And sure enough, I mean, absolutely what happened. Last year, all of these big companies just had screaming losses. And, and their boards were yelling at them and they just started pulling back. They One after the other, pulling back away from pouring money into streaming. At exactly the same time that Netflix, was, which was already very profitable, started creating an enormous amount of cash flow. So right down the line about what, uh, what my guys were predicting would happen. And I had to say, I rode their coattails on this and, and just asked a lot of questions until I was comfortable. But I think that's a really useful point and method. So let's pause here and pick that up next time. And I do know, I want to tell everyone, I know I ended another episode saying that we were going to talk about the, the no section of the matrix. And I haven't forgotten about that. Um, But (laughs) let's get to that. Let's get to that next time. Okay. Okay. So right now we're on the buy it and study it. And we're going to go to the other side of it. Next yeah, time. exactly. Which is, I think, where we left okay, off last cool. episode, too, somehow. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do it this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so Thanks, long, everybody. everybody. Time to go play. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com. 
and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And I'm really important. It's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that you're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only. And I really hope you enjoyed it.